Welcome to The Cloaked. We are a collective of inquiring minds seeking answers to mysteries both past and present. Join us on our journey to discover that which remains hidden. And now, on with the show. Welcome to another episode of The Cloaked. I am your host, White Owl. Hey, it's Pandora. And today we have a Missing 411. But before we begin, did y'all guys hear about the gingerbread monolith in San Francisco? (laughs) Um, There was a mysterious gingerbread monolith that appeared at Corona Heights Park. Apparently, alien elves put it there. Nah. Nah. (laughs) Sounds delicious. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, and like, I don't know if you guys have heard, but... Um, a group has come out and, you know, said, hey, we are the ones who put the monolith in, what was it, in Utah or where the fuck it was? Uh, and there was one in Romania and shit like that. A so, whole bunch have popped up. I think yeah. even um, smaller cities. Yeah, and, and some other places, they definitely had these monoliths. And I, I, I told people, man, it is a, it's not necessarily a prank or anything. I think it's just more of a um, I don't know. Like I, people said it, it was like an art installation uh, yeah. or just some sort of like art piece. Yeah. Kinda. And the, the, the idea of it was just all over the place, though. I mean, I thought I I thought it was interesting. I really thought it was going to promote some kind of like fucking film, some kind of sci-fi film or something like that. You know, I would have been like, oh, yeah, you know, it's some kind of ad for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a remake of the, you know, Space Odyssey or a continuation or something to that effect, but no cigar, so whatever. <laughs> and so, uh, and to begin, today we are going to talk about a missing 401 case, you know. This one actually took place in Huntington Lake, California, back in August 22nd of 1963. Uh, the disappearance concerns that of Donald Roger Griffin, who was four years old at the time. Now, of course, he wasn't alone. He was there with his parents, uh, Don and Gladys, and his uh, sibling, Susan, who was at the time five years old. Mm-hmm. Now, they were there, you know, obviously camping. You know, they uh, were at this park and there was other families nearby, uh, you know, as, as we'll discuss the uh, disappearance but uh, again like I said Donald was four years old at the time of his disappearance uh, they were at this campground called Deer Creek and again like I said it was a public camping ground now the elevation of that was about 7,000 feet and it was around 8.30 a.m. when they noticed that Donald was missing Yeah. Um, the mom was making breakfast at the time there was a reporting that he had gone up prior to that because he saw a coyote or allegedly saw a coyote and went to go chase it. Right, right? yeah. Well, the mother said that uh, he had left the campground before breakfast to look for a coyote that he heard barking. Mm-hmm. Um, it turned out it was just a German shepherd dog, but right. that's what had drawn the child, right, initially. Right, out. Um, of its uh, camper or whatever. And so, you know, they initially thought that, you know, 
maybe that's what brought him out the second time again. Uh, but then they look for him. The the mother and father they quickly, you know, started looking under the area, and you know, obviously they were trying to find him and couldn't find him. You know, they they called out his name, and they went around uh, through a good good distance and nothing. They tried to uh, reach. A good amount of the area to look for him and you know he wasn't coming out and so within the hours they called the uh the uh park uh, rangers and the sheriff's office uh, to do a search and rescue now 200 search and rescue people showed up uh, from the high sierras looking for donald and you know there was people on horseback there was uh, canine search and rescue teams. Uh, there was a good amount of uh, you know uh, a good amount of people looking for him. Yeah, so full blown search right. effort. Oh yeah, as as always. And I think they searched. What was it like? Six miles, five six miles, something like that. Yeah, I mean they were going well beyond what they thought they needed to. Right. Considering well, he's a four year old child. Right. right? Because but. you normally don't think. Again, this this is one of those things that we always talk about that children normally don't walk that long because yeah, they get they tired get, they got they, little legs <laughs> they got little legs they get tired they get frustrated i mean you the terrain's not nice for anybody well, let alone a kid oh yeah especially that that this type of terrain um not not very good for a kid like that you know a little toddler four years old and anybody that's ever gone to the store you see the kids that are frustrated already <laughs> you know they've been to the store just for a little bit and they already are frustrated and a lot of times they're not, they themselves are not doing a whole lot of the walking, but for him, right, to go to the distance, he ended up going on foot alone. You know, these guys did a vast search and rescue. Again, like I said, five, six miles doing the over the amount of distance that they believed that Donald would have covered uh, himself within those hours. Right, and this is the other thing. Within those hours, you think yeah. about it. That was he must have been like fucking like a straight shot, just right. You, I mean, you would think that this kid is going to be an Olympian. You know what I mean? <laughs> like to do. Yeah, like you walk covered. six miles, you'll get tired. You walk six miles in this kind Shit. of terrain. Some of y'all walk three blocks, and you're like, you know, <laughs> hard breathing. Yeah, exactly. And so, <laughs> hey, but kids have like really good energy. They, sometimes. They, I mean, yes, they. I, like I, it's I, underestimated. Right. No. Yeah, I do admit that the kids will tire their parents out. Yeah. A lot of the time. There times. is those kids that can just really run. Yes, and and again, search and rescue was frustrated not finding footprints. That's the other thing they. Could not find any footprints or evidence that Donald had been in the area near his camper. Um, other than the initial stuff, the canines could not pick up his scent at all. Now they looked for him for four days. There was no progress in finding Donald. No none. clues. No, no clues. clothing. Anything. Right. No, especially the clothing, none, nothing, nothing to show evidence that maybe he was dragged by this. Or snagged or, or pants or a jacket or something. Right, nothing. like a bear maybe picked him up or a mountain lion, nothing like that. Nothing to say that some kind of animal picked him up. Now, again, nothing was found. Now, early morning on the fourth, 
search day. Uh, a team went out to cover again to see if they had seen if they can reach out a little bit further, right? Mm-hmm. So they start on the same path that they had previously left. Now they're going through this area called the Porter Pass Trail. Now this trail they had already searched this area several times, and I'm saying different teams had come by this area. They were calling out to him. Right. Nothing. Yes. And that's the other thing. They were, in fact, calling out his name. I mean, you want to hear your name. You're lost out there. You want to hear your name that you know. Why would you not respond? Right. I mean, even as a kid, like, it it just seems like you would respond. (laughs) Right. No, yeah, definitely. And so they went out there again. Now, this is a higher elevation than they thought that was necessary. Again, like Pandora said, they went way further they were really trying to exhaust the possibilities. Right. Uh, of of the, the trying to cover, obviously, the, the distance, possibly. Even though they thought there was no way he would travel this far. And so, I mean, again, they went. And this is around actually about six miles from the campsite. Now, this is about 3,000 feet higher in elevation, like I said. And they went through this area. The only thing that was new in this area was that a large pine tree had fallen. Freshly fallen, right? Freshly fallen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they looked through this area as they were passing by. And there was, you know, there were some large branches, of course. And they spot the boy, you know, uh, facing up under one of the branches. And... You know, what was strange is they had already passed through this area. And he was under it, not on top of it, underneath it. That means... Not like it fell on him, though. It sounded like he just went to sleep there. Right. He looked like he had gone to sleep underneath the pine trees. Yeah. The branches of it. The branches of it. Right. And, again, he was laying there. Unfortunately, he had passed. Um, Do, you know, well, I mean... It was four days already. Uh, four days. And again, like it was reported due to the conditions of dehydration. Yeah. And being out there. Uh, in, in it's near freezing temperatures nightly. So, I mean, combine the two things. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. He, com- and he did have a jacket. They said he had like the... He was wearing a car coat with a hood. Yes. But the weird thing was that he had... Uh, either lost or removed his shoes at some point, so he right. didn't have shoes. That's what I thought it was strange about this case. This is one of the one, I should say, one of the things that I thought was strange about this case is that he had no shoes on. Mm-hmm. Nor- they didn't think that they thought he had just sort of co- you know collapsed from everything, trying his, to find his way back to camp, but they didn't see any evidence that like he had fallen or you know anything else really that. Yeah, there there was nothing to point out any kind of foul play. Right. He wasn't attacked by any animals. Like he just natural causes. Well, due to the due to the circumstances. Elements. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and the, I think the other important part is to point out is that okay, so he didn't have any shoes on. Right. He was barefoot. He obviously didn't have any socks on, either. Right. I mean, he's barefoot. Why would he not have socks on either? Did he not have socks? I, they just say he didn't have shoes. But. Well, I I assumed he was barefoot. Well, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if he was barefoot, but he, they definitely didn't have Either shoes. way, they didn't find his shoes. Yeah, That's the no weird part. No no shoes. Where the fuck are his shoes? Why didn't the canines not able to pick up his scent? He wasn't that far. 
and and kids that run around, they have stinky feet. I mean, you you would pick up a scent. You know what I mean? You, you, yeah, especially would, with like bare or socked feet. Right. As opposed some, to shoes. Some kind of some kind of scent would have been picked up. And in this it's not case, like he was being careful and covering his tracks. I mean, he's four. <laughs> yeah, I know. There, there was no way he was erasing his own tracks. I mean, he would have. They would have found. They would have found something. Um, and like I said, they didn't find his shoes. The canines could not pick up his scent. They couldn't find any footprints whatsoever in the area. The terrain where he was was pretty um difficult to travel for a toddler uh and the distance he ended up covering was a great amount of distance i mean six miles that's a lot six miles i mean for a kid i mean and, and, and here's the other thing we don't know we don't know when he passed but the 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 one thing we know for sure is that the search and rescue had already, in fact, been in this area prior, a day prior. So what does that mean? What does it tell us? Did he, was he wandering around and somehow being missed? You know what well, I mean? Well, the odd thing too is, well, not that it's odd because it happens, but there was the freshly fallen tree. Right. So, and the boy is like now, you know, kind of like, intertwine in the branches or like laying on it under it whatever yeah so if they didn't notice that tree before it just fell that means the kid probably wasn't there he had come back overnight and found this fallen tree and then got in it somehow and and then died due yeah. to the evidence so he maybe wasn't there when they so looked that means that he survived three days they thought he had passed uh sunday night right which it looks like he was found late Monday. So th- by then they thought he had been gone for about 24 hours at least. Hmm. But I mean, that's still three days. Right. Of out of the four days that he may have been alive. up and about. Yeah. Right. And that sucks, man. That really does suck. That yeah. he, There was a good chance that he was alive during all of this and they couldn't find him. That means there was just not enough people out there looking for him. The canines were no help. And I'm at a point where I even I'm even questioning the use <laughs> of canines. Like how reliable and is how it? And that reliable is the conversation that are they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you think they're that reliable for people to use? I mean, cadaver dogs. To a certain extent, right? But for search and rescue, do you think that? Do you? I mean, it's a real question. Do you? I think? don't know. I mean, because I obviously we only go over the stories where you know typically it doesn't end well, either because they're not found alive or just nothing is found. Period. Right. I guess I would have to know like how many success stories do we have, right? right. Where they they found them and it was like legit the dogs who found them, right? Versus just hey, we found them. And it's kind of a. And it sucks because there's no record. Yeah. They, I mean, this is one of the reasons why we're looking into this type of stuff is that there's no record because the national parks allegedly don't have the money to keep record of missing people, of how many missing people. 
And what's weird, it's what's here. Here's the part that's even more weird. Um, they apparently keep they don't keep record of of some of these uh, cases. Uh, and I know we've we've always talked about uh, David David Politis, uh going out there and doing his search his search uh, for some of this information, and we've always heard that he sends the request out, mm-hmm. and they're never able to give him. Supposedly, and this is one of the things that um, in the Yosemite Park area, supposedly. They don't keep record of a lot of their cases prior to, I believe, is supposedly prior to, what's the fucking year? Um, I think it's 1984, as they don't keep record, which is weird because they have record of some of the people who have gone missing prior to that case that go back to the 60s and supposedly they don't keep some of the record uh, on some of those people which is again like I said it gets weird because there's a case of Stacy Harris which we've, we've covered on the podcast before and she's the girl who was on, on horseback and she had a camera she went towards the, the, this lake area and then she disappeared they only found the lens I don't know if you recall mm-hmm. but she went missing now they don't have her uh, story, even though is it's prior to some of the other stories that they've have, which again, like it doesn't make any sense why they have certain records A- and some of the other records they have are pr- way prior than that. They're in the fifties or in the forties, and so it's kind of weird that they don't have that information. Um, that they allegedly don't have the system. They don't have budget, even though to keep the records not that hard, you just need a spreadsheet. Yeah. You need an Excel spreadsheet. Write it down on a notebook, shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, how the fuck do you not have a laptop? Yeah. A laptop, that's all you need. It's a fucking laptop. And they are not able to keep record of some of this, uh, some of the missing cases. Which, again, leads us back to, we, there's, there's, is, there is very difficult to put a number of how many cases are successful using canines. Where canines actually well, and a found. lot of those teams that use dogs, I mean, they're they're not necessarily the search and rescue officially or right. the National Park Service themselves. It's like a third party, a third party. that gets brought in. So, right. really, it'd be more about like going after those groups, not after, but like you know, seeing what they may have right. to defend their the use of the dogs, the credibility, right? Because I mean, there there is some that say, well. Maybe in this one instance, like a missing person would have been found, but they didn't want to use any dogs or they didn't bring in any dogs. Mm -hmm. Maybe like they would have improved their chances. Right. So, I mean, it goes both ways on that. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, I I completely agree. I mean, there were some of the cases that we looked into where they did use canines. And, you know, these guys were very well known for search and rescue in their area where they used canines. And they were... About ninety percent successful. They always found the person that had gone missing, uh, and and, that, and that's one of those things that you know. Okay, that's credible. They have information. They have a database themselves that they keep track where they used on certain cases these canines. And these people who use the canines, they obviously keep record themselves of the different cases that they participated in. In, in in conjunction with 
the search and rescue team. So again, it's like some some of these teams there are third parties, like you said, mm-hmm. do keep track of of because they have to keep track because obviously they're putting hours out there. Uh, they're and they, they want to show that they have a track record. Like how yeah, exactly? Hey, this right. does work. We've done this before. Yeah, yeah. if definitely if you're one of a search and rescue uh, department or team or something like that, you want to keep track of that so you can as a third party can participate in some of these search and rescue uh so i mean it's again it's definitely one of those things that you definitely have have to have that information it just sucks that you know we have cases like this where the kid goes missing and there's never fucking any footprints canines can't pick up their scent they're found they're either they're found or not found days later or sometimes when they do pick up they're able to pick up the scent it only takes them so far uh and I don't know, it's just very, you know, it's very frustrating to go through these cases um, where things like this happen. What's your impression of this case? Because I don't, it's, I don't know. I feel like for the, a child to cover such a large terrain, a very difficult terrain at that, mm-hmm. and not to have any footprints, I feel like, was he picked up? That's my impression. Because, again, you know, that would, one kind of resolve the whole well he covered the distance and the terrain mm-hmm. two you know he left no tracks right and then three the dogs can pick up a scent well why because he didn't go through the area himself like that you know right. on the ground mm-hmm. he was picked up that would explain like those three things and then the fact that a tree was recently broken and then he gets placed on it perhaps right you know maybe even post-mortem that's kind of what because I thought. Because it just seems really weird that like he wasn't there. And then I don't think the tree was either. And then all of a sudden it's like there's this recently obviously broken tree and the kid's there. Right. No shoes. I mean, I don't know about the shoes, but. I mean, who, and, and, and that's another thing. It's like, well, did he trek all that himself in no shoes? Like were his little feet all messed up? You know, that's the other thing. That like that doesn't say anywhere they, about that. But right. They I would think. That would be a factor. There's, there's no, unfortunately, because you know these are true articles. There's no information on that of his feet, right? Were his feet dirty? Were they damaged? Yeah, you know, like you would think you you would mess did up he have your any feet. Cuts? Right, no shoes like that. But one of the things that I remember, um, they his little body didn't have anything to indicate foul play. He didn't and, fall down. He didn't as fall far as down. No scratches or cuts or bruises. Uh, so what? F- what fucking happened to him? I mean, other than, like how did he, how did he cover so much without getting any kind of scratches or bruising or you know anything like that? I just feel like he was taken and I, then kind of like agree. it didn't go well or I don't know, and then he just got put back. Like right. oh look, he died out here in the woods, but I don't know if that's necessarily what happened. I feel like I don't know if it's like a pedophile thing or something else. Yeah. I feel like somebody took him. Maybe, and try to silence him, right? Mm-hmm. And then maybe you know it was too much, and maybe left them back. Maybe he died in their hands. I don't know. Yeah, something happened. Like it didn't go as planned. It didn't go as planned, and he was placed there under this tree because again, they had searched this area before. You know, and they think he died 24 hours prior to him being found. Yeah. 
they had searched this area the day prior. So that something doesn't the quite o- the overlap drive. on that that it's a couple of hours. So that means that somebody had to have seen him there, or unless they came back and they didn't go through the same place or something. I just feel like something is not adding up, right? It doesn't make any sense to me. There's, I feel like there's a lot of missing information. Um, I don't know. I mean, is is this, uh, it's one of those tough things. I mean, th- there's been these very theories that are out there that there's maybe like nomad people out there doing these things, uh, maybe like taking people or abducting people or scaring people off. You know, there was that one case where that lady saw that dude with an axe or was it a machete or something mm-hmm. like that? And she was like chased. Um, and this, I think that was also in California. You know which one this reminds me of is, and I ha- had found it, like the the kid's name was Casey Hathaway. He disappeared and then he was found. He was three years old. And they said that he was missing for two days. And he told his aunt and mother that he stayed right. with a bear. Yes. For yes. two days. It's funny. I thought about the same case. That's what that reminds me right. of. Because like, okay, so with him, this is in North Carolina. So a different area, obviously. But... They kind of just left it at that. And I was like, uh, no, can we please ask more questions? Ask more questions. Definitely ask more questions. I mean, he's only three, right? But so they found him calling for his mother about a quarter of a mile away. Only a quarter of a mile away. A quarter of a mile away. Like, he was missing for two days. Y'all couldn't find him. So anyways, but like 40, 50 yards deep into the woods, he was wet, cold, tangled in like thorn brush and all this crap. Right. Um, They waded through nearly wasty water to get to him. And they were like, how did he get there and stay alive? Like, it didn't even make any sense. His aunt had shared a post on Facebook, which is now private. But she said that he hung out with a bear for two days. Doesn't clarify if it's, like, real or imagined. And just so that, it, you know, it was a miracle that God sent him a friend to keep him safe. Mm-hmm. The mother told the authorities the same thing, that he right. had a friend in the woods. It was a bear. And they kind of dismissed it as like, oh, that's cute, you know, imaginary. There's bears in the woods, whatever. Like maybe the kid hallucinated stuff. But I'm like, who just says they hung out with a bear for two days? Yo, I hung out with a bear. Not like, oh, I saw a bear, but like I hung out with him for two days. His name was Yogi. Yeah, basically, like he had a friend. And 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 I think whenever we, this 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 happened a while back, right? Oh, let's see. When is this? Because I remember. This was uh, January, or when they ran the article about him being found or having hung out with a bear. It was January 28th, 2019. Yeah, because I remember talking about this with you guys. um, And I think that we all thought that the bear was either a man Mm -hmm. and like maybe a bear hide. Yeah. Fur hide or something. Or Bigfoot. Yeah. That was the two (laughs) cases. You know what I mean? Something like that. That's kind of what I thought is like if there's kidnappings. Right? Then yeah. What if it's a... I mean, there's this theory that it's, you know, a Bigfoot type of thing. Or there's people out there trying to scare people from coming in to the parks. So they can be left alone, so to speak. Uh, so people don't go into these areas. So I don't know. I don't know if it's... I, don't, I honestly don't know if it's anything like that. Yeah. I tend to think that there are people living in the woods... They're not friendly, uh, and, and there's a very good chance that these things are happening because of these individuals that are out there in the woods. 
you know, people go out there and they run into somebody. You know, there's cases where these people are photographers going into the these parks and they don't come back. Yeah. And I'm thinking, did they see something or someone you weren't supposed to see that them. you weren't supposed to see them because they're living out there? And That's if you possible. took a picture of them, that was proof that they're living out there. Yeah. Now, like, you have to die. <laughs> right. Something like that. But, I mean, this is a kid. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I. What do you think? What do you think happened? Foul play? I don't know if, like, I, I mean, his cause of death may have been truly just exposure and elements. Like, you know, if someone or something took him and just didn't, like care for him and then just let and him then go he, he just kind of passed you know and then they kind of put him back is that's the impression i get because you know it doesn't seem like he actually maybe traveled that distance on his own yeah i don't think so either. and if they had been searching there and all of a sudden there's this like tree almost like hey look here you know what i mean like this right. is something new it draws your attention yeah almost like they want him to be found mm-hmm. yeah right no i agree I think it's kind of weird. But. Yeah, I, it's very weird. I agree with the, what you just said. Uh, I definitely think that somebody took him, traveled this far, decided not didn't want him. You know, dies out there. He gets placed under this tree, hopefully to be found. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I again, I would have to agree to, to that. Well, you know, hopefully you guys share a theory on this because it's one of those things that we have there's a lot of cases like this shoot us a a message write us a comment tell us what you think on this case or any other cases that we've covered before let us know what you think and tell us how we're doing hit us up on itunes give us a comment on that give us a rating again send us a message on facebook or on twitter and we'll see you on the next episode laters